Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is August the 29th, and our chapter for today is the Gospel of John, chapter 21, Breakfast by the Lake. The disciples had been instructed to go to the Galilee. Why? Well, it's not told except that Jesus wanted to show himself to them that indeed he was alive. Now, my personal belief, after much study, year after year, in the land of Israel itself, studying the background, the history, the culture, and what Jesus did with his disciples behind the scenes, yes, that which is recorded in the Bible, but that which is not recorded in the Bible, that was customary of a rabbi with his disciples, his Talmudim, his followers, his learners, those who had enrolled in his school. And Jesus had told the disciples immediately after his resurrection, told the women immediately after his resurrection, go tell my disciples that I go before them unto Galilee. Now, I personally believe that Jesus asked them to go there so that he could take them back to where it all began. That's right, to the place where he first met them, to the place where they first sensed the power and might and awesomeness of who he was and why he had come. And that he indeed was the anointed one, the promised one, the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Christos, the one who had come to redeem not only Israel, but all of those who would come to him. And so they were about to be on their own with the Holy Spirit living within them. That is, they were not going to have Jesus with them physically. And so they needed to go and to remember what their lives were built upon, and that was a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to say parenthetically that a personal relationship with Him is much different than a private relationship with Him. God calls us all to a personal relationship, but not to a private relationship. That is, one of the primary reasons that He gave us life is so that we could turn around and share that life with others. One of the main reasons he gave us light and brought us out of darkness and gave us forgiveness and repentance is so that we could turn around and give life and light and help people to be rescued from darkness and to experience the forgiveness in Jesus. And so the scripture says, after these things, after what things? After Jesus had taught them about all that the scripture had said about his death. Now he was going to tell them the rest of the story. So he met them at the Galilee. And the scripture says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. That's the Sea of Galilee. That's the Sea of Gennesaret. That is the Canaret, the harp. And in this way, he showed himself Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in the Galilee, 
the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. In other words, they had all gone back as a pack together. And Simon Peter said unto them, I am going fishing. Now, many times I have heard pastors and Bible teachers say, well, Peter went back to doing what he had done before, and he had already forgotten and forsaken Jesus. No, he didn't. The reason they were there is to see Jesus. After all, they were doing this in obedience to Jesus. He had said, go meet me in the Galilee, in the place where I assigned unto you. And so they went back to the Galilee. Now, what they do in the Galilee? They weren't going to just sit around and look at one another. They were doing what they had always done. They went fishing. What do you do when you don't know the next step? You do what you know to do in the step before. In other words, you keep on doing what God has called you and given you the gifts and the ability to do. Many times we just need to work until the Lord tells us to do something else, but we don't like that. We want more instruction so we can negotiate with God about whether we're going to do it or not. Simon Peter was doing what he had always done and what all of these men were good at, and that was fishing. They were seining. They were out in a boat dropping a net just off the shore. So they were. They said unto him, we are going with you also. That is, all the other disciples said, well, Peter, if you're going to fish, well, we might as well get in on it too. And they went out and immediately got in the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. They were a good ways out. It was still not very deep, but they were out a good ways. And if you've been there and know this area where it is, you can get lost in the reflection of the uh, water. And so indeed, then Jesus said unto them, children, do you have any food? And they answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now, why would John say that? Because John, the youngest, remembered Jesus had said that before. And they got a tremendous amount of fish. And so now John said, it's the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he uh, put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, about 200 cubits. A cubit is 18 inches, so you can figure that one out. Again, they weren't very far because it wasn't that deep. Peter dove in and came, and as soon as they had come to land, they saw the fire of coals there, and the fish laid on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you've caught. And Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. In other words, these were not the little freshwater sardines, which is the most prevalent of all the 27 plus a species of fish. No, these were probably tilapia and others that were very heavy. Although there were so many, the net was not broken. <laughs> that in itself was not a Red Sea miracle, but certainly a miracle. Then Jesus said unto them, come and eat breakfast. Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of his disciples asked him, who are you, knowing it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. Now I want to, again, just call your attention to something. It seems as though after Jesus' resurrection that he looked like himself, but he didn't look like himself. 
He somehow robed himself to where they looked at him and they knew it was him and they knew his voice. They knew, but there was something different. And you can see that in the way that they phrase this. And John phrased that, yet none of his disciples dared ask him, who are you knowing it was the Lord? Why was that said? More than likely because he was recognizable, but he was different. Why? Because he was risen from the dead. He was different. Same, yes, but different. Now, this is the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So he showed himself twice to them in Jerusalem, and now this was the third time. And when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, that's the same word for John, Simon Johnson, they call him by his full name, Simon Johnson, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, again, often I've heard pastors and Bible teachers say, do you love me more than these fish? Do you love me more than fishing? Do you love me more than your business? This is not what he's saying. You see, he's going to ask Peter three times the same question or almost the same question. Why three times? How many times did Peter deny the Lord? Three times. And that was after He had said, basically, everyone else might forsake you, but not I, Lord. I'll be with you to the end. Jesus said, you will forsake me before the rooster crows in the morning. You see, Peter was full of himself. Yes, he loved the Lord. Yes, he was a great follower. Yes, he was a great man of God, but he was full of himself. That's about to end. And so he said, Simon, son of Jonah, Do you love me more than these? And he said unto him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Now, Jesus used one word, and Simon Peter used another. Jesus said, Do you agape me? Agapao, I love. It's a love that's based in the character and in the choice of the one doing the loving rather than in the attitudes or the actions of the one being loved. Let me say that again. Agape love is sometimes called unconditional love. Well, it's more than that. It is a love that is based in the character, the very nature of the one doing the loving, in the very choice and the volition of the one doing the loving, not in the attitudes or the actions of the one being loved. And so he said, do you love me like this, Peter? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, but the word is not Agapao, it's not agape, it is the word phileo. Now, phileo is a word, if you trace it all the way back to the what's called Sanskrit, you will see that this phileo, philos, is a love that is based and has its root in pleasure, what we would call happiness. It's a love that says, I will love you as long as you make me happy. It's a love that says, I'll love you as long as I find pleasure in you, as long as you pleasure me, as long as you do what I like for you to do, as long as you treat me well. Sad to say, this is the level of love where most of us stay. It's the level of love which characterizes most marriages. It is certainly the kind of love that characterizes most divorces. Because it's a love that says, I'll only treat you well if you treat me well. It's not a love that's based in the character and in the choice of the one doing the loving, but rather it is a love that's based in the attitude and the actions of the one being loved toward them. And so he said, 
Lord, you know I love you. That's a way of saying I, I like you. I'm, I'm fond of you. I like hanging out with you. And he said unto him, well, then feed my lambs. And he said unto him the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. I I love you. I, I'm fond of you. I like you. I like hanging out with you. I mean, you're really cool. You do a lot of things for us. I mean, you you feed us. You you take care of us. I mean, nobody can really hurt us when you're with us. And so, I mean, you're the Messiah, and we're, we're your disciples. We're your Talmudim. Of course, I like you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And now for the third time, Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you, and he used Peter's word, phileo me. Now this grieved Peter. Why? Because he said the third time, do you love me? And this time he used Peter's love. Now, we would say that in a different way if we were phrasing it in English. What we would say is, Jesus said the third time, Peter, do you even like me? Do you really even like hanging out with me? Or is it just an emotional attachment? Is it something that you feel like you ought to do? Do you even like me? And it grieved Peter. And he said unto him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. You know that I like you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Amen, amen. I say unto you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and you, in other words, you clothed yourself, you got yourself ready. You did whatever you wish, but when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, John said, signifying by what death he would honor God, glorify God, give praise to God. And that's true because Peter was crucified. Tradition says he was crucified upside down because he asked to be crucified that way so that he would not be in the same position the Lord was. And when he had spoken these things, he said unto him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at supper, said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? And Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said unto him, if I will that he remain till I come, what's that to you? You follow me. In other words, Peter, you need to tend to your own knitting. Is that not some great advice? What's that to you? You follow me. If we would quit comparing ourselves to other men, men of God, teachers, women, wouldn't we be a lot better off if we just followed the Lord and do what he's put in our hand to do instead of always looking around, see who else is being blessed, who else is being cursed, who else is doing this or doing that? Just do what God wants us to do. In other words, Peter, you need to take care of your own self. And then the scripture says, then this saying went out among the brethren that the disciple would not die. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus did not say that to him, that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what's that to you? That's what he said. You see, we have a tendency to do a lot of deduction, deducing. This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. Then verse 25 says, And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that are written. Amen. Now, I have uh, taught you in the past that 
This is another one of those verses that points to the reality that the Bible is not complete in details. John said, I've written these, and I've written them on purpose, but I didn't write everything that Jesus said and did. If I could, the world couldn't contain the books. What a story. What a Savior. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.